In June, an unusual group of people gathered in the Kremlin. They were Russia's pro-war social media influencers, and President Vladimir Putin wanted to see them. They were allowed to ask questions. But Putin also had a favor to ask. Who are these people? And why did Putin ask for help? War influences have been part of Russia's propaganda ecosystem for some time, but after the invasion of Ukraine, their popularity skyrocketed, with some of their follower counts growing several times in a matter of weeks. While Putin relied heavily on television to spread propaganda to an older generation, influencers carved their way through Telegram, the most popular social media platform for young people in Russia, and one of the few platforms to survive a ban in the country since the start of the war. We reviewed hundreds of the influencers' videos and posts to understand how they became so powerful and encourage young Russians to support the war that killed thousands and turned millions into refugees. Why are they so popular? A world away from the traditional propaganda and TV shows, they are bold, brash and funny and use hate speech to gain followers. They make the war relatable and binge-worthy, posting constant updates from the front line. In Russia, they're called Z-bloggers. Z is the symbol adopted by those who support the war. One of the most popular Z-bloggers is Simon Pegov, known as War Gonzo, with more than a million followers. Anna Dolgareva is another. She writes poetry about the war. One of her most popular efforts is called All Wagner Fighters Go to Heaven. They embed with the Russian army and have exclusive access to the front line. They tell the truth that the military wants to hide, which makes them a unique source of information from the Russian trenches. Even the Western media quote them. In Russia, military bloggers were furious. They accused the army of failing to hide its troops. Russian war bloggers with hundreds of thousands of followers on a social media have been publishing reports from Ukraine. But the Z bloggers also spread disinformation to millions of Russians. They shared this dashcam video with their followers on Telegram. It's dated 24th of March, 2023. The war influencers said it was a perfect example of how Ukraine treats civilians. It apparently shows a civilian vehicle being cut off by a Ukrainian military SUV on a country road. Two gunmen in Ukrainian uniform get out of the car. One of them appears to question a woman who was in the car with a small child. They call her a pig for speaking Russian and fire the gun next to the car. But look at these trees. We can see them on a satellite image. And these electricity towers. And this intersection. This footage can be geolocated to the Hernik district of Makivka, the suburb of Donetsk. It's in the Donbass region, an area of Ukraine occupied by Russia since 2014. It is impossible for the uniformed Ukrainian soldiers to operate openly in this occupied region. 
Also, the use of dash cams is illegal in Ukraine. It was banned after the Russian invasion to keep the troop movement secret. The cross on the vehicle is different from the one used by Ukraine's armed forces. Together, all these elements indicate that the video was staged. It is one of many fakes spread by Z-bloggers. Among those who shared this false video was Alexander Kotz. With more than 600,000 followers on his Telegram channel, he is one of the most popular war influencers. In a rare interview with Western media, Kotz told the BBC how he makes the war seem close to home to his followers. But for his talk of ordinary people, he also has friends in high places. Очень часто прислушиваются Министерство обороны, есть прямой канал связи с ними, и когда там надо передать какую-то информацию, которую можно не публичить, а решить это все кулуарно, я я это делаю. Не сказать, что у нас такие дружеские братские отношения, но взаимовыгодное сотрудничество с Министерством обороны у нас однозначно есть, и они не всегда, но слышат то, что мы хотим сказать. Z-bloggers are often invited to clubs, colleges, museums, libraries and bookshops across Russia. Young people from Moscow to Vladivostok show up to see them. We found evidence of dozens of these talks given since the war started. Some fans buy T-shirts with logos of the channels. Others say they've enlisted in the army because of the bloggers' posts. This man says he did so after he watched a lot of reports by Simon Pegov, aka War Gonzo. Despite international condemnation of Russian aggression, Pegov and others like him believe the government is not being violent enough. Criticism of government tactics is punished very swiftly in Russia, but the Z-bloggers seem to get away with it. They say the generals are corrupt and incompetent, and their strategy is timid and outdated. They also publish complaints from the mobilized, who feel betrayed by the officers. Our battalion was частично разбит на новогоднюю ночь в городе Макеевка в здании ПТУ номер 19. Просим отреагировать на наши обращения. Hundreds of people have been prosecuted for discrediting the army in Russia, but for war influencers, the rules are different. Ekaterina Shulman, a leading Russian political scientist, told the BBC they received special treatment. The only dissenting voices which are allowed, or at least unpunished, are the pro-war voices. So you cannot criticize the president or the military for waging the war or for killing people per se. But you can criticize them for not killing enough people and not waging the war in an effective manner. To pay for their more brutal war, bloggers ask for funds from their fans in Telegram posts. They say it's to deliver better equipment to the army, and they appear to be succeeding. Alexander Kotz claimed he raised more than £250,000 for an artillery unit. But it's not all totally altruistic. They also make a tidy profit for themselves. Bloggers sell ads for anything from cryptocurrency to fashion to their large audiences. To find out how much they earn, 
we posed as hotel owners interested in posting ads on major war influencer telegram channels. We were told it would cost us from £443 to over £1,500 for a single post. Top Z bloggers post at least one ad per day, making their possible income much higher than the country's average monthly wage of £550. Some of them are in the pay of the Minister of Defence. Some were, and I suppose continue to be, in the pay of Wagner Group. Putin's endorsement and the Z bloggers' access to Russia's youth means politicians are keen to appear as guests on their Telegram channels, hoping to bolster their recognition with a younger crowd. Look at these clips. MPs are dancing with artillery shells and playing ping-pong with the bloggers. Their efforts and loyalty have been rewarded by Putin, who gave them medals and official positions. But their prominence has also made them targets. This is Vladlen Tatarsky, one of the most vocal bloggers. He was at a meeting with fans in St. Petersburg when he was killed by a bomb. The Kremlin blamed the Kilion Kiev, but the Ukrainian government denied involvement. So what happens next? These influencers know their future is closely linked to the war. Spreading propaganda gives them fame and money. And while the world pushes to halt Russia's invasion, Z bloggers insist the war must go on.